listening to Helping Those with DID, a podcast of Lydia Discipleship Ministries. Thanks for your desire to gain more understanding of how to best help those with dissociative issues. You can visit our website for resources at www.lydiadm.org. And now over to Elaine. Hi there, Elaine here again. I'm glad you could take a few minutes and we could be together and discuss a topic that I hope is helpful to you. I was several years ago doing a conference about spiritual warfare and I titled it The Bride in Combat Boots because of course we are the bride of Christ and yet we have combat boots on because we're behind enemy lines and there is a huge spiritual battle going on. I'd like to propose three different, well actually I use people's names, three different perspectives on spiritual warfare. The first one, let's call her Edith. She believes that if you're a Christian, you don't need to worry about spiritual warfare um, because you're sealed by the Holy Spirit. I guess the thought is you're more like Tupperware that uh, the Holy Spirit seals you and then nothing can get in. Um, We'll come back to that in a minute. And they believe, Edith believes that only people in the third world countries believe about demons in that. That's because as illiterate cultures, they just are sort of um, naive about it. And also, if you believe, she believes if you preach Christ, that's all you need to do. You don't even need to talk about Satan or the devil. So that's Edith. But let's call the next one Betty Ann. She believes that there's no such thing as an emotional or mental problem, only spiritual problems. So the way to go is deliverance, to fix a problem. Some people might have demons of lust or demons of craving chocolate. No, just kidding. Um, or And she believes that there needs to be, for spiritual warfare, there needs to be a lot of shouting and sweating going on as you're trying to help a person. Uh, the third person, let's call her Kari. She's not sure what she believes, but she's a bit scared of the extremes that she's seen that are called spiritual warfare. Uh, She's never really studied the Bible to see what it says either about spiritual warfare or about demons or Satan. Um, She's leading a Bible study with the ladies in the church and she's hoping that she never has to deal with the issue of spiritual warfare, not only in her own life, but for her class. Well, if we had an answer back time here, maybe we could tell which one of us were like Kari, which were Betty Ann's, and which were Edith's. Um, hopefully, we can focus in on the emphasis of being the bride of Christ and look at spiritual warfare from that perspective. Remember when Jesus sent out the disciples two by two and they went out preaching the gospel and healing people and it also says they cast out demons and when they came back to Jesus they were so excited because they they said we can't believe it even the demons have to obey us 
And it was interesting, the powerful response that Jesus had. He said, don't get so excited about that. It's no big deal. Of course the demons are subject to you. Um, but get excited instead about the amazing fact that your names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's worthy of being excited about. But the demonic response to you, that's just a normal thing. That's no big deal. Well, if we were to write a book, say, about spiritual warfare, or maybe we could call it the biblical perspective on it, I'm wondering what we would put for the chapter titles. I'm sure first we'd want to define spiritual warfare, um, at, especially because I think there's some confusion that some people have between demonic possession of a person and demonic oppression. In, when we're talking about uh, ownership here, we know that we are in Christ. We belong to Christ. His Holy Spirit is in us. And so in that sense, we are owned by Christ. So Satan can't possess us um, because he can't take ownership of us because we're already owned, quote unquote, by the Lord. But the word the scripture uses when it talks about this is demonized um, rather than uh, than um, possession. So it's more like oppression that the enemy is able from the outside of our life and sometimes when we've given place to him, he's able to infiltrate our life. But I think it's really helpful to realize we're not talking about somebody being demon-possessed. Well, there's one thing that we probably would include in this book we're writing, and that is how do I deal with the fears that I have that I can sense sort of coming up inside of me when I even think about Satan or, or the enemy's work in my life. I remember I was talking with a pastor and I knew that there were at least three people in his congregation who were having major issues of spiritual warfare. One was seeing apparitions in the night. One was having horrific nightmares. Uh, one was hearing voices in their head. Um, and um, when I went to the pastor, of course, I didn't mention these people because of confidentiality. But he made a comment to me when I just sort of touched on the issue of spiritual warfare. He said, oh, well, I, you know, I don't talk about the devil from the pulpit because it makes me scared every time I do. And I thought, oh, how sad that the vulnerability that he has allowed for his congregation because of that fear. Well, I think it's kind of natural to be afraid of a realm that we can't see with our eyes. So what, what should we do? Um, the word it says talks about knowing the truth and the truth setting us free. And I found that one of the really best ways to tackle the fear that Satan would want to raise up in our, in our lives is to use scripture as ammunition. And there's verses, I wish I could tell you the, uh, the quote where it's found, but in my scripture memorization, 
unfortunately, I didn't memorize all the numbers. So, um, but I know that I'm using the New American Standard Bible, by the way, so you could Google it or look it up. There's a verse that says, no weapon that's formed against you will prosper. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their vindication is for me, says the Lord. Another verse that, that's really helpful is, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And also that wonderful verse, greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world. That's just an example of three verses that I think can really be helpful as ammunition when we start to feel that fear beginning to rise. Well, I think that we've sort of just started this topic. Maybe we should finish there and the next time take up maybe the Bride in Combat Boots Part 2 or something. Um, I think it's a really important topic because being aggressive is sort of like when you see an eagle flying and then he goes down and grabs his meal with his talons and flies away. That kind of hanging on for dear life that he does is with, without fear is something that we as believers need to be experiencing every day so that we stand on truth, the truth of the word, in a powerful way that sets our perspective and puts um, the enemy's work in our life into perspective. So, well, I hope it's been helpful. Let's wait and hear from each other again. Bye-bye. You can visit our website for resources at www.lydiadm.org.